podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Tis that time of the season when the ghouls and goblins prowl. Witches ride their broomsticks and bonehead wildcats howl. So scrape your claws together and make some chilling noise for your haunted wildcatters, those spooky Bosco boys. All right. Well, it's been a big week for the Bosco's boys. We had a pretty, pretty great episode earlier this week with Reggie Walker and Ian Campbell. But I think this to- might top it. Uh, I, I think it is. He's getting inducted to the SIU Hall of Fame tomorrow. He's the head coach of our fighting K State Wildcat basketball team. Bruce Weber, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Yes, I am a Saluki. It's a nice honor. We go we go to Carbondale tomorrow and. Uh, Saluki Hall of Fame, and not many people know what Salukis are. It's a cool ass dog. That's it what is, it is. It is a Egyptian greyhound dog, and uh, you know we we didn't know till we got there. To be honest, well, we're, yeah, we're, we're gonna jump right in. Uh, Grant's gonna kick us off, so you can get to your meetings, and so Tom doesn't come after us. So we'll we'll jump right in. Yeah, we'll jump right in. So first question. Bruce, how tough was it coming into a job when you had to replace a coach that was kind of the identity of the basketball program and that seemed to have, you know, a lot of love through the fan base? Well, I think one of the reasons I got the job and John Curry hired me was because I had done that before. And and if you look back at my history, um, it was I went to SIU and it was replacing Rich Heron, who was a Southern Illinois guy, high school coach, you know, still coaching there. I don't know how old he is, but he's still coaching there and, and, and loved. And you had to replace that. And, and then I go to Illinois and Bill Self, two years of really, you know, good basketball, had a, a you know, a pretty good group. And, and not only were the fans mad, the players were mad he left. So I had to replace him. So when John looked at somebody, he knew it would be a challenge. And he told me also, you know, hey, you're, you got to go up against Kansas, against Kansas, you know, and what they've done. And you're never, you know, it's going to be hard to win. And, and the part with that is I was at Purdue for, 19 18 years with and you know 19 with coach katie but 18 at purdue and people told him do not go there you're never going to be coach knight and by the end coach katie outlasted him and and you know was he never topped him in wins but he was pretty close so i think that was a big thing that he had been through it so i knew i had to deal with it I knew I had, you know, one, I had to go after the players. I, I learned at Illinois, I couldn't worry about the fans. I, I, and the same thing at Southern Illinois, I had to worry about the players. And Rodney Magruder was my first meeting by himself. I wanted to make sure he was staying. Uh, you know, then I met with the other players. Then I went to see Rodney's parents to make sure he was staying. And, uh, you know, it, it just, you know, I guess so I had experience at doing it. Is it easy? No. Because they're always questioning you, and you know they're, you know, well Frank did this, or you know I don't cuss enough, or I don't do that, or whatever <laughs> it might be. 
um, you know, so it, it, you know, it's a difficult thing, but you, you know, I, I guess I had some experience going through it and, and a little, I, I guess that tougher skin, you know, when they talk about it, I could, I could probably deal with some of that, that, and I don't go on social media and I don't read the papers and I don't turn the radio on. So <laughs> I don't know what the hell's going on out there anyway. <laughs> well, well, you mentioned that you, you didn't want to worry about the fans and, uh, I, I don't think there's any mistake about it. Uh, there, there were some fans who didn't get on board, and quite frankly, we'll be honest with you, Grant and I might have fit into that. But how badly after that great run that you guys went on and you started seeing everyone really buy in at the fan base level, how badly did you just want to get up in a press conference and say, I told you so, I told I, you so, trust the process, well, because no I, one would have blamed you. Yeah, I think all the time you want to do that, but it, it is it the right thing to do? And, and, you know, it doesn't do you any good. And um you know, it's kind of funny because everyone say, how do you deal with all this? And, you know, they'd even ask my wife, but I would go to the grocery store and I still go to the store and I couldn't go to the grocery store at Illinois only at 11 o'clock at night when no one was in it. And, you know, I would and people, oh, Coach Weber, you know, you got a good young guy, blah, blah, blah. They were good. Now, obviously, if you're on social media and you're, you know, it's a whole nother element, a whole nother group. And it's a and cesspool. Yeah, 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 it's it's it, it can be bad. There's no doubt. So so I didn't hear a lot of it unless a coach or Tom or somebody would say, Coach, you got to know this because it might come up in a question. And, and so you just kind of. It's funny, the people that are negative, they can be right there in your face and they don't say anything to you. And, and that's what bothers me. Come on, buddy, I know what you've been saying. <laughs> say it to me. If you want to say it, then we can talk about it instead of going behind my back. You know, and again, that's what I don't like about social media. It's faceless opinions. And, and a lot of times, uneducated faceless opinions. Oh, yeah, no, and I, I'll tell you this right now. To your, I was one of the faceless idiots, and I am. So, and I was happy you proved me wrong. And I'll tell you well, what: you send me a message, I'll go after anyone for you now. So I'm in your camp. Well, I'm happy I proved you wrong, also. Oh yeah, you should definitely feel some vindication, especially towards <laughs> us two, us two dummies. But um, you've had some really special teams in the past. What's something that all of those teams have had in common, and does this team currently hold? those types of characteristics well I think one thing is experience you know it, it whether you know I, we were at Purdue we had some unbelievable teams at Southern Illinois uh, when you have a group of guys back that have been through the wars that understood the system uh, it makes it it makes it a lot easier on the coach at Illinois obviously we I go there we 0304 we win the the, the Big Ten championship get to the Sweet 16 you got everyone back uh, you know so it, it now how do you keep them focused and that group it was unbelievable we're undefeated I mean we you talk about attention every you know every USA Today New York Times uh, every, every newspaper every magazine everything they were there every day uh, we had paparazzi chasing us we had to go in restaurants in the back we had to go in hotels through the the ele elevators for the employees things like that so uh, you know keeping that focused uh, so that experience is important then leadership you got to have great leadership and then you have to have great togetherness and and we have we have experience we have leadership Barry's one of the best I've ever been around ever um, now I've been on our other guys people don't realize how good a leader Mason Schoen was 
And, you know, it's in the background, but he was an experienced guy. He had been through it. He, he came every day. The guys respected him. He said the right things. So, you know, he helped us, and we're going to have to replace that. I can't just let Barry be out on his own as a leader. Uh, so Dean, Cam, maybe one of the younger guys has to step up. You know, so that – and then that togetherness, I don't know why. I told our coaches as the season went on and every time something bad happened, Cam breaks his foot. You know, tough loss, Kansas. You know, Dean gets hurt. Barry gets his eye poked out, and it's rolling down the court. You know, it, it, whatever it might be, it seemed to bring them closer together. And you, you, you would just sit in the locker room. Their togetherness was, was amazing. And, you know, I, and again, I hope that continues. But, uh, you know, now the, can we – does personal agendas come in fa- at different – do we have – can we deal with – success, you know, all those things that coaches worry about. Definitely. Uh, practice has been going for about two weeks now. Uh, what player has really taken the next step forward for this team, and uh, what can the fans expect out of those guys this year? Well, I, you know, I really think Barry's just worked his butt off. I mean, I, again, I talk about leadership. Rodney Magruder, certain guys that, you know, are in this last night, our coaches, you know, I, I don't read it because I don't go on social media, but he was in here shooting at midnight after practicing for two, two hours 20, two hours 30 yesterday. And, you know, so he's continued to get better. He wants, he wants to have a chance to be a pro, and, and he's going to do everything. I tell the guys that have come, all the NBA guys so far, have come to practice, he's going to will himself just like Javon Carter did into the league. And they're not going to respect him. They're going to say he's too small to do this. It's the same coming out of, out of high school. No one believed him. He didn't even start on his AAU team. And, and so, you know, he's continuing to make strides. Dean, uh, you know, it, it, he got a little rusty, five months without basketball. It's not like jumping on a bike. You know, you haven't rode a bike. You know, you can <laughs> jump on that thing and go. It doesn't matter. Basketball is a little different. Timing, rhythm, conditioning. Um, you know, so it's, he's taken a little bit, but he's, I think his confidence level is very good. Uh, Stokes went through the same thing as Dean. And we got to get his confidence back and his timing and, and stuff. But, uh, you know, I guess if you're looking for other guys, I thought Levi Stockard had a good summer. You know, one of the biggest reasons probably Austin Trice would came to town and he realized, I better get my budding gear. I'm, I'm not going to get my <laughs> minutes. Um, Mike McGurl may, and I said this a summer ago, was the biggest surprise. And now, you know, if you talk about real improvement, him and Cartier probably have made the most improvement. But, again, your Barry was already up here. Dean was already up here. These guys were down a little bit, and, and their jump is, is a lot easier. Yeah. Well, okay, so Bramlage. It's been hailed as a very tough place to play. Yeah. How important is that to you personally? How important is that to the players? Oh, it's, it's huge. Uh, you know, to, for the guys, even last Friday night, you know, to have – we had the madness or whatever, and and for the, they love it. I mean, they they those guys were so happy. I joked Barry even went and got a haircut. You know, they <laughs> love that. They they love being part of that. The energy, but it's still up to the team. Right. You know, you you the environment becomes a lot better when the team is good. I at Illinois, our environment was unbelievable. When we had Darren Williams, Steve Brown, Luther Head, and those guys. You know, because because you're winning their experience, their tenacity, and now you add the crowd to it. And, and that's the key thing. I, and I told our guys, it, it only becomes a factor if we are a factor. 
but it's it's a great place to you know it's got to be one of the best student groups uh, you know around uh, Norm Stewart old time coach I know he didn't like to come into Kansas very much but his, he he'll admit to me he loves sitting there watching the fans the students doing the Wabash and all you know all the different sandstorm he still talks about it and and you know he's been through a lot of a lot of games and play coached in a lot of places definitely so you you already mentioned uh Austin Trice you also brought in Sean Neal Williams you have two these two newcomers coming to a team that returns almost all its production how are those two guys going to carve in a role when you return so many minutes from an elite eight team? I think the the key word is role they got to figure out a role to help us and Sean missed the summer he had to finish some up uh, some academic stuff to qualify and uh, you know he got way behind it, it not only is he behind because he wasn't here and we're terminology concepts drills all that stuff but you add into it, Barry Brown's an experienced dude, Cardia, and these dudes are, they're cut. I mean, they're strong. They're good players. They've been through it. So they know not, they know the drills. They're better players. So it, it's taken him a little bit. But I, I told him it would take two months to kind of catch up. I, I really, he's, he's done some good things at Madness. He, I mean, <laughs> and we've had NBA guys say, who is that kid? You know, so, yeah. you know, he can do some things. There's no doubt. But you know, the guarding, the, you know, turnovers, fighting through practice. You know, it's he, – he asked the coaches the other day or so, I, I, I got to – I can't practice today. And they like, it's not voluntary. <laughs> you know, you, you have to – you have to practice. You know, I, well, I'm hurting. Well, everyone's hurting. It, it's part of it. It's, it's part of preseason. <laughs> so – and then Austin Trice, uh, you know, he, he – what were we bad at? Rebounding. We were mm-hmm. worse in the, in the league. Uh, you know, he was the best in junior college in the country. Uh, he can run, he can jump, he can rebound. You know, his how many minutes he gets. If he's got to do those things, he can do. But then he's going to have to get that rebound and finish. He's going to have to uh, learn the defensive concepts. But he can give us another element. Uh, you know, and then you talk about small ball, you know, being able to switch ball screens and, and some of that stuff that – can really nullify teams, uh, you know, I, I think he can give us that also. Yeah, I was actually at the Madness in Manhattan, and I was definitely impressed with Sean Neal Williams. Just, yes. the fi- just the physical aspect, the physical yeah. gifts that he has. I He wanted to be in the dunk contest. I was like, told the coaches, are you sure? You know, it's <laughs> like, because you hate those guys that, you know, there's nothing worse. My first dunk contest at SIU. Yeah. They wanted to have Midnight Madness. Matt Painter's my assistant. Alan Major, who was a head coach at, at Charlotte at one time. You know, they said, Coach, don't do it. We, 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 <laughs> we're horrible. And, and you know, and then I, I said, but the guys want it. They're excited. So we had a dunk contest. One guy made one. He won. You know, no, and we had one guy get hurt Ooh. in a dunk contest. So, you know, so when Sean says, I want to dunk, I'm like, man, but he, he was impressive. He probably should have won, to be honest. I, I agree. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> now, sh- Austin jumping, jumping over a 6'10 guy. That is, yeah. That's pretty impressive. I too. felt like the judging was a little bit of a sham. But, yeah, you know, uh, I'm not sure where they were coming from. I'm excited for Trice as well. He's going to bring some nastiness to the team. He's going to be, yeah. a, a, at the very least, he's going to be a violent dunker. Yeah. I know that about yeah. him. But. And I, I will use that word, what you just said, nasty. He's got to play nasty. If he wants minutes, he's got to be a, that nasty junkyard dog guy. Yeah. And, and if he does that, uh, he's going to help us. Sorry, I got off the track a little bit, but uh, that's all right. So your teams um, at K State, for the most part, have been very good defensively. Uh, how do you drill that into your teams, or or do you drill that into your teams, or is yeah. it something that you know 
you look at as a, a prerequisite when you're recruiting well, players. You no, know, you know, it, it, you always want to try to find it. When you put a team together, even in the NBA, whatever, you can't just have all shooters. You just can't have all big guys, whatever. You know, you got you to gotta get the pieces together, and that's the best teams. And now if you can get a good player at that, takes pride in defense it makes a difference one of the reasons we're really good on defense Barry Brown when I said who's going to be our defense stopper he's a freshman he just raised his hand he's unbelievable I said I I, I kind of blew him off and and I said you know I'm I'm who really is going to be our defense and he did you know me coach you know I, I'm gonna be and and he's right he's, he has become and now um Xavier is taking on that role I think he made some strides last year and then people don't appreciate Dean uh, all he did was follow as a freshman. He was in it. Not, I think, I don't know if he followed on purpose to get out. So he, cause he was tired, <laughs> but, but he followed all the time. And, and now last year we switched ball screens with them. He guarded different people. He didn't get in as much foul trouble. And, and, you know, if he's going to have a future in the NBA, you have to do that. Now you've got to be able to move your feet and, and he can do that. So now you have three guys that are really good defensively. Now, our coaches do a great job. We take a lot of pride when you talk about do you prepare. We're, I think we're as good as anyone in the country preparing for games. Uh, we probably put too much time in it. Um, and then, you know, you've got defensive stoppers, you've got preparation, and then it's drills, it's habits. Any, you know, anything in life is, is habits, and you do those habits every day. Uh, you know, they become part of you, and then that's where the experience comes in. You know, for four years you did these same drills, and you hated them. But now you get out in the game and you're closing out. You're able to you're able to do some of those things and stop people. And you, you mentioned Barry. You talked about how X is going to be a stopper. You have all these guys one through three, one through four, and then you bring in Sean. Originally, Mike was going to redshirt last year. How are you going to handle that rotation with all these talented guards? You know, possibly the most talented backcourt in the Big Twelve. How are you going to handle that? You don't have to give us all your secrets. But. No, and, you know, one of the things, and I hope, I thought we were going to have competition last year, and then we had injuries. You know, Mike mm. McGurl was hurt first, then then Cam Stokes was hurt. And, you know, so we never had to worry about minutes. But when we got back together in April, one of the first things I put on the board, I said, one is, you know, we got to get better. You know, that better was all we talked about, improvement. But the, the other thing I, I said – I want you guys to be more efficient with your minutes and not worry how many minutes I got, but what I do in my minutes. And, and so I put it in, and then we put Villanova's roster up, and they won the national championship. Four guys were in, drafted. One was the national player of the year. I watched him last night playing you know, for, the, for the Mavericks, uh, and, and they, Brunson only averaged 32, 33 minutes. Uh, DiVincenzo gets drafted, and he's 24, 25 or something minutes a game. So I told them, if those guys can do it and win, and, and you know, the winning is important. And we brought in uh, the head of the Nuggets scouting, and he talked to our guys this summer. And he really emphasized how important winning is. One of the biggest common denominators of guys being drafted is they played in the NCAA tournament. And then one of the next biggest ones is not only did they play in the NCAA tournament, but they won a game. Yep. So, though, you know, so you and, – and look at Villanova. They won six games, and obviously they got a lot of exposure, and four guys got drafted. My Illinois team, most wins in the history of NCAA at that time. Now, 
Kentucky, I think, outdid us. If they haven't taken it away, have they taken that away from him? Maybe not. But um, <laughs> not yet. But it might no. be coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but or maybe it was at Memphis. I'm not sure which one. But uh, we had 37 wins. But at the jump ball national championship, all five of my guys played in the NBA at one time. So you get exposure, you will get an opportunity. Oh man, we almost had a perfect segue there, but you know, talking about vacating things. Before we get into some fun questions, we'd be remiss not to touch on you know the subject of the recent FBI investigations, which has shed light on some certain shoe companies and certain uh, programs that tend to be breaking the rules a little bit. Uh, how frustrating is it for you to uh, compete with that? You know, as someone who's notorious for doing it the right way and well, running a program clean. My biggest thing is I I, I knew some of it. You know, I, I, you know, I think we all knew it, in it mm -hmm. and I actually experienced it a little bit, so I had a little better understanding of it, I guess. And I've called some of my friends in the business coaches and, you know, former coaches, ADs, and I, I like, I, I was naive at the extent of it, and and that 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 I guess shakes me a little bit, um, but I, you know, we the way I've grown up. My background, you know, coming up with Coach Katie, you know, we did it all the time at, at Purdue. We won, we won six Big Ten championships. You know, that was with Bobby Knight and Judd Ecoth and Lou Olson, and you know, you can go on and on. The coaches that were there, Hall of Famers, and we always did it with getting great kids, getting them the they wanted to be at, you know, at Purdue. Uh, got, like our guys love K State. They have that pride and they work at it, and and that's all you can do. I, my only worry a little bit, and I've told NCAA people, I've told. If we don't do something, it will be it just accepted, and I worry about the next generation of coaches. And no incentive not to do it. Yes, yeah. yeah it, it, that next generation. I, I told uh, a very important person with the NCA last spring at our Big 12 meetings. I, I'm worried about the young coaches. If if that's all they know, they'll just think like you say. Just it's accepted. They're just continue continue doing it. Now, how how out of hand does it get? And so it, it'll be interesting. This whole uh, I, I, NCA they they have a big task at hand, to be honest. Well, now it's time to get into some fun questions, oh. some fun fun quick hitters. Uh, <laughs> first off, uh, the fans love them, the players love them. The two tone lavender jerseys. First off, how stupid is it that the NCAA makes you guys do a waiver <laughs> system to wear them? And second, out of all the uniforms the Cats currently wear, what's your favorite? Oh, I love the lavenders. I, I you know, and I still remember. Uh, you know, when Blackman and, uh, you know, Coach Hartman, I, you watch, you, and it, I'm not sure if, yeah, it was color TV then, but, uh, you know, I go back to black and white TV. You guys don't <laughs> even know what the heck that is. But, you know, I, just seeing that and they, the Oregon State game, I always remember that, beating them. And uh, I, I, I thought they were really cool. And I wish we could wear them more. Um, I think a year from now we'll have a little bit of a surprise with the Lavenders. We're going to, Expand it a little bit so maybe we can wear it a little more. But it's cool, and the guys like it. And obviously, we were three and zero last year. We did try to play wear them in the NCAA tournament, but we got a ah, no stupid NCAA. Yes. Worry yeah. about the shoe companies, <laughs> not the color of the jerseys. All right, real quick, best place to go on a date in Manhattan? Oh, I I guess I got to go to Harry's. I, you know, it's it's good and that little nice atmosphere. Uh, you know, kind of it's it's cool. I like Harry's. How did you propose to your wife? Oh, this is this is a good one. I I my first year coaching, I made two thousand dollars, 
And uh, I was at Western Kentucky, 200 a month, which my rent was that. And I was starting to run out of money. And I wrote her a letter. Uh, you guys even know what letters are? You know, I just, I, 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 okay. letters all, right. all the time. So I wrote her a letter, and at the end I said, P.S., would you marry me? <laughs> and, and this is a true story. So not very romantic. Uh, <laughs> Uh, she called me when, and you know, we had to call after 11 because it was cheaper because we had pay phones, not cell phones. And she, she said, were you serious about that? I said, yes. And, <laughs> and, and we joke about this all the time. And I did add this at the end of the conversation. I said, by the way, if you really want to marry me, would you send me money? Cause I need new tires <laughs> and I, and you have a job, but you know, she, she, you know, 38 years we've been together. She gave me a chance to be in coaching because she registered nurse, you know, OB delivered, delivered a lot of babies. And, uh, you know, so she's been very, very, very supportive of me for through all these years of coaching. Smart gal. Worked out well for her. Yeah. All right. This is the big hitter right here. This is what all the people want to know. Boxers or briefs? Uh, I wear I wear boxers. And, all right, and all right. Most of the time, purple. <laughs> hey, uh, there you go. Yeah, I wear purple. Tom's and, loving that one down yeah, there. Yeah, it it uh, you know it, it's 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 right. the way to go. Loose and free, right? <laughs> oh, That's definitely. Right. That's right. <laughs> what what's the funniest thing a fan has ever yelled at you? Oh, I don't know. Um, you know, I, you, I I'll be honest. I blank it out. Uh, I'll tell you a good story. My niece was at Michigan. I'm coaching at Illinois. She's a student there. She's sitting behind and the stands, and, and the Michigan students are right behind, and they're just ripping it. I don't hear any of it. She calls my wife at halftime and says, I, I can't deal with this. How does Uncle Bruce deal with this? These <laughs> fans are, like, horrible. She's crying on the phone, you know, and, and, and like, my wife called me. Were those fans that bad? I said, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't hear it. Yeah. You know, it's just, uh, you know, I, you just kind of have fun and, and deal with it. Some, they catch you. You know, I think when you're walking off the court and they catch you once in a while, they'll say something. I just try to be nice and say, thanks. Thanks for the support <laughs> and just keep going. All right, you walked out to Sicko Mode by Travis Scott and Madness in Manhattan. Yeah. So are you a big Travis Scott fan? I have no I, idea I who he is. Yeah. They, they allowed Barry Brown to pick it out. So I, figured, I hope it was a good song and I said no cuss words. I figured the players might have something to do with that. Um, also, you know, you had some good dance moves when you came out. Did uh, Martavius Irving come back and teach you some uh, of those? Yeah, or? Martavius. I, I watched all those, uh, those <laughs> dances in the tunnel. I had to figure something out. To, to be honest, the reason I did it, We've been on Dean since he's a freshman. He won't even dance in front of our team in the Ice Basketball Center. And, and, I, and, and I keep saying, Dean, if, if I dance, you know, then you've got to dance sometimes. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. I, it, it's too, to be unveiled <laughs> later, but we hope we get Dean dancing. I absolutely hate dancing. Like, so you're a hey. much braver man than I am. <laughs> we're, we're both going to be at a wedding well, on Saturday for my brother. I better see you I'll dancing I'll go crazy there. at a wedding. And, you know. fi final question. I know you got to get out and do your uh, meetings. You mentioned this before we got started. Uh, Gene Taylor, he's come on our podcast. He said it on K-Man with John Kurtz that he deals with the stress drinking Bud Light. <laughs> so you have to tell us. You have to tell us. How do you deal with stress? Uh, you know, a, a, I do walk a lot. I try to, you know. And I don't go on social media and that, but I'm not a Bud like I'm a Miller like I'm oh, from Milwaukee. Oh, wow. I, you know, yeah, you, you gotta uh, gotta drink Miller. You, if you're you from gotta Milwaukee. drink Miller Light and 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 enjoy it. And uh, you know, it's it's I grew up in a German family, and people it's hard to understand. But you know, I 
I, I drank beer when I was a little kid, you know. So <laughs> oh, hell yeah. You go to grandma's, <laughs> and she gave us a little glass of beer, and so we kind of grew up on that. But uh, Miller, Miller Lite is, even though I, since ironically, since I've got to K-State, <laughs> I have expanded. One, I have son-in-laws who like craft beers, so I actually have tried <laughs> something beside Miller Lite. And now we have sophisticated K-State fans that love wine. Oh. And we've gone to Napa with, with a couple of them. And I actually can taste the difference between red and white now. So <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm, I'm really kind of growing up and being more cultured. Well, we actually tape in breweries in Kansas City quite often, yeah. so uh, I know Boulevard how... Wheat is one of my favorites. Well, I was going to say. Yeah, we, I was, was going to I live right, uh, you know, I live fairly close to Casey Beer Company, which German is a German-style, oh, you know, okay. brewery. And, you know, next time you're in Kansas City, you just right. come on yeah, down we'll, and we'll... Uh, we'll do an incognito disguise <laughs> and we can, you know, do an interview in a brewery. But, uh, you know, that's all we have. We did want to give you a chance to address all the fans... Uh, you know, we, 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 ha we do pretty good for ourselves, so uh, you, you might be able to talk to five, 6,000 folks right now. What do you want K-State fans to know going into this season? Address your fans. Address the Wildcat well, Nation. one, we appreciate them, and we want them there. It makes a difference. You, one of the first questions you asked was, "What does it make a difference? And it does for the guys. It's, it's great to have them there supporting us. Um, you know, and, and I would tell them, we got a really good team. We got a great group, but – we're probably going to have some ups and downs, so don't jump off the bridge, but we'll be okay. I mean, that's part of the season. I, I don't see us undefeated, especially in the league we're in. But, uh, you know, it, we are going to come and we're going to play our butts off, and we hope that they're screaming and cheering. And, and uh, I, I look forward to a special season. I really believe we're going to be there. My wife keeps saying, don't say that. Why are you <laughs> saying that? But, but uh, you know, and – we're good. We should be good. You know, how good? It'll be, you know, no personal agendas. Uh, other guys, the other guys, not the main guys, the other guys. Can You guys said it, roles. Can they figure out roles? And then stay healthy. And, yeah. and that, you know, you just you can't always control that part. Well, definitely. Thank you so much for giving us your time. Uh, all, to all the boneheads, that's our fans out there. We love you guys. Uh, thanks for sticking around. You know, if you would have told us our very first show was before the game you guys had with Kentucky, if you would have told us you only guys sparked six, this, really. six months later we'd be able to be sitting You're down. You're still on the air. Yeah. Oh, we, we went through the entire offseason. We've made it through football, and now we're sitting right here with the man, the myth, the legend, future Saluki <laughs> Hall of Famer Bruce Weber, and here we are. So we love the fans. Bruce, we love you. Thank yeah. you for your time. I got a couple things I'd like to say. One, thanks, Bruce, so much for coming on. It's been really great, and I've got something for you to help keep your Millerites a little bit cooler. Um, oh, our, we got yeah. it. Oh, it's our, oh, one of our big time. It's one of our yeah, original Bosco's boys yeah, koozies. One of the so. original the, koozies yeah, with Bosco the dog. That's not a dog, huh? No, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's <laughs> the original black lab right there, so keep those Miller Lights cool. All right. All right. We don't, wanna, don't want you to be late for your next meeting, so all we're going right. to sign off. Meet me well, at the Cathead. Thank you for having me on, and and. To all the boneheads <laughs> listening, keep listening. <laughs> all right.
Podcast Network.